Hello, you're listening to the Leeds Sanctuary podcast. Leeds Sanctuary is a network of communities in Leeds City Centre, each beginning with encounter and aiming to embody sanctuary and justice, through which individuals in our city can flourish. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Encounter stream of the Leeds Sanctuary podcast. My name is David Goodall. I'm a Methodist minister and one of the team at Leeds Sanctuary. The Leeds Sanctuary podcasts follow our four values of encounter, sanctuary, justice and flourishing. At Leeds Sanctuary, everything we do begins with an encounter, a conversation between two people, time spent together in one of our communities, A moment with God in worship or in the beauty of creation. An unexpected encounter which is a blessing. It is from these encounters, momentary or longer, that we find sanctuary and justice, which enable our flourishing with each other and with God. In the Encounter podcasts over the coming months, I hope to explore different aspects of encounter, different places where we can encounter each other and God, and to hear about the places and spaces where your encounters make a difference in your life. In each episode, we'll also enjoy a moment of reflection when we hear a story from the Bible, which includes an encounter that is similar to those we've been discussing, and pause to think what that biblical encounter might say to us in 2022. In a moment in this podcast, I'll be in conversation with Sharon Bright from the Canal and River Trust, discussing our theme for today, Encounter and Isolation. Isolation is in many ways the opposite of encounter, but by exploring why we might feel isolated or what leads to isolation in our community, we can see more than ever the value of encounter and think about how we can create moments of encounter for those who are isolated. Sharon, welcome to the Lead Sanctuary podcast. It's great to have you here. Can you tell us a little bit more about you and about the Canal and River Trust? Hi there, David. Yes, so I'm Sharon and I'm the Community Inclusion Coordinator for the Canal and River Trust. And it's the job of the Canal and River Trust to be the custodians of the 2,000 miles of canal networks that we have throughout England and Wales. So my role is really just to bring people to the canals to find out more and to help with people's mental well-being and to try and reduce that sense of loneliness and isolation. Thank you. You're involved with a project called From Isolation to Inclusion. What's the project all about? So my project is called From Isolation to Inclusion. And what's that about is it's trying to reach those members of the community who might be experiencing social isolation or a sense of loneliness. And it's about making the waterways much more accessible for people to come down and to recognise what the mental health wellbeing benefits there are to actually being out near those blue spaces So to be near the water, to experience being surrounded by nature and that chance just to see lots of different things around them that can contribute to that well-being. 
You've mentioned there lots of different ways in which you've been inviting people to move from isolation to inclusion through the programmes you've offered. Can you tell us about some of the encounters people have had through the activities? So we've worked with all kinds of groups. We've worked with older members of the community where we've put on some boating trips and we've also been working with a a men's Leeds Canal crew where we've given lots of opportunities to be involved in maintaining the canals and to look after them. So for some of our old people, we travelled out on a boat for the Jubilee, for the Queen's Jubilee, where we did a boat trip down at Saltaire near Shipley and People had just the best time. They said that some of them had never been on the water before, really given the opportunity to be outside, to be on the water. So seeing the world from a different angle, from the position of the water. We had someone who said that he'd always wanted to go on a boat. He'd never had the chance before. And through bringing him to the boat for the Jubilee, he actually got a chance to steer the boat and to to take it along the length of the canal. And at the end of that session, he did actually say that it's one of the best things that he'd ever done in his life. So just to see how much people really, really love being on the water, it's really quite a rewarding role. And that's the same for some of the men's group that we've worked with. We've worked with people who come to the group for all kinds of issues. So maybe facing long-term unemployment or recovering from addiction. And we find that across the board, just being outside contributing to that environment, helping the local community to to improve that space, it really has a huge mental well-being impact. What wonderful stories you've got to share. I wonder what are some of the differences you've seen in people's lives, not just in the moments of encounter, but in other aspects of life because they've been included. So yeah, I can definitely see how much it changes the lives of people being in that environment, how it impacts on the mental well-being, how much it helps people to reduce their loneliness and isolation. It improves people's self-esteem, people's confidence. We've seen people who uh, have faced addiction, have overcome addiction, and they often quote, it's been transformative. It's helped them to see a little bit more about where their life might be going. So we can really see what an impact it does have on people. One of the things I've been thinking about is that as we move towards the autumn and winter, we know lots of people are worried about the cost of living crisis and in particular the cost of fuel. These worries can be so isolating, particularly in the shorter days and darker evenings. What would you say to those who are worried they'll be isolated this winter? Yeah, so as we do move into autumn and winter, people do tend to to find themselves inside much more not wanting to go out. We are a nation of people who uh, can be fair weather. If we see a bit of rain, we tend not to go out. But things this year are going to be made even more difficult with the cost of living and the price of fuel. It's going to make it even more difficult for people to get out, which in turn is going to contribute to their sense of isolation much more. Um, And that is a difficult thing. But one of the things about the waterways is that they are always there, they're always accessible, and they're surprisingly local. There are uh, 8 million people live within a kilometre of a canal. So they are accessible, they're there to be enjoyed, they're a safe enjoy the environment, they're a place where people can be welcomed. So on a rainy day, it might not be the first thought to go out there to get by the water, but use it for exercise, use it for activity, use it as a place to walk. Use that space as well to keep yourself active. 
So it doesn't have to be expensive to be out there. It's on people's doorstep. It's accessible. So it is a way in which people can use that to to offset that cost of the living crisis. Sharon, you and I work a lot together on Leeds Dock and we're just about to start the Leeds Dock community drop-in, which we hope will be a place of encounter, a place where people feel less isolated. Can you tell us a bit more about what it is and what it will be like? Yes, so the next exciting thing that we want to do, David, is to actually work together to bring a project to the Leeds Docks. And that's important to us because quite often people can look in that environment. It's a dynamic environment. Um, It has an association to wealth, perhaps, because it's in one of the affluent areas of the city centre, right in the middle of what's becoming Media City. But loneliness is fairly universal. It can impact anybody. Um, And in places where people might be living alone in an apartment or in couples or even where people have now got young families, It is a place where people can feel particularly isolated. So our hope in working together is that we can offer some community opportunities so that we can use the buildings around us. So make use of the glass building, of the Canary Bar, of the Royal Armouries and just give people a venue to meet. But it's also about giving people the opportunity and the excuse to come out of their their own uh, isolated living. So giving opportunities for people to get on the water, whether it's boating or canoeing or even the wild water swimming that's on offer in the docks. We're going to look for as many ways as possible to try and offer opportunities to the community to come together, to meet new people. But what we want to do, we want to do that through co-creation so that people are coming to us, explaining what they'd like to see, what opportunities they would like to be given from the the environment around them. And hopefully, with us working together as a group, we, we can make those things happen and really begin to develop that sense of community. Ultimately, what we'd really like to see is that the local people take ownership for that and can devise their own projects, can begin to facilitate their own activities by drawing in on local expertise and knowledge. I'm really looking forward to starting the drop-in on the dock. So if you live or work near Leeds Dock, why not call into the armories on a Thursday morning for a cup of coffee and some conversation? Who knows what the encounters might lead to? We would absolutely welcome the opportunity to work re- with residents and to know what people want to do. To Through the drop-ins, people come along, see what we've got there to talk about, come and meet people, come and see that everybody's welcoming and open to ideas. And just to begin to share those conversations, to start the discussions about what kind of activities we can bring to that docks area. Sharon, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. And for all you are doing in Leeds, to help people who are feeling isolated to encounter others. Thank you, David. I'm really looking forward to when we can work together on some of these ideas. move now to a time of reflection using a biblical story. Our story today is about someone who was isolated and excluded from their community because of their health. Yet through the encounter they have, they are enabled to be part of the community again. Reading from the Gospel of Mark in the Bible. A leper came to him begging him, and kneeling he said to him, If you choose, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, 
Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I do choose, be made clean. Immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. After sternly warning him, he sent him away at once, saying to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded as a testimony to them. The man with leprosy had seen and heard all about Jesus and believed that if he had an encounter with him, he could be made clean. In the story, he has that encounter and is healed of his leprosy. In what seems like a twist in the story, Jesus tells the man not to tell people how he has been healed, but to go to the priest and offer the required sacrifice for cleansing. This may seem an odd instruction, but there is a good reason for it. In Jesus' time, those who had leprosy and other skin diseases were not allowed to be part of the community in case they infected others. Instead, they had to live in isolation, outside of the community, in a place where encounters with others were few and far between. By instructing the man to show himself to the priests, Jesus was ensuring he would be allowed back into the community, back into a place of encounter with others from a place of isolation. The man's encounter with Jesus was not just one that enabled his healing, but ensured he could return to the community where he could live alongside others and encounter others. For us at Leeds Sanctuary, our encounters with each other and with God are not separate things. Even when they happen at different times, they are all part of the whole that we believe leads to flourishing. I wonder where the places are that you find encounter. Encounter with others, encounter with God, or maybe both. We'd love to hear more about your places of encounter and share them in our next episode. Why not post a picture or message on social media using the hashtag LSEncounter so we can hear from you. I hope you have enjoyed listening to this first Encounter podcast from Leeds Sanctuary. Our next episode will be released in two months, but in the meantime, please do listen to our other podcasts based on our values of sanctuary, justice and flourishing.